This is Such Fun, a podcast devoted to the discussion, education, and celebration of all things fisting. Whether you're a curious newbie or an elbow deep connoisseur, this podcast is for you. I'm artist Big Buck Geek, and I'm blogger Jasmine Taz. Let's get to it. Let's have such fun. And we are back. Back like bad bitches from Chicago. Chicago. Chicago motherfucker in the house. I Is that how no they talk idea. in Chicago? No, that's, no, that's, no, that's. What's no, that's that Midwestern? Um, Midwest? Chicago. No. Chicago. No. No, that, no that's Australian. <laughs> no. 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 I swear someone pissed you off by trying uh, to do Someone it. did. I forget who it was. Point. It was in Chicago too. It was someone really hot. No, I think it was at Fist Fest. Oh. I think I, I think I know who it was. It was like FF Bottom. I remember who it was now. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Chicago, our, our second. I don't remember. While we're while we're on disclaimers, uh, directly above me at midnight, pretty much every night, uh, the straight couple that lives above me fucks for one minute, from midnight to twelve oh one. Uh. So if you hear it in the background, you've been warned, the straights are not okay. So Chicago, our second stop on our US tour. I mean, this is where we always needed to go. This was just, as, as, as soon as we had the idea of let's do a US tour, it was like Chicago, we're going to Chicago. And then if anything else crops, you know, fist first, if that happens to coincide, great. But it was always going to be Chicago because every other motherfucker I see on Twitter, like, who's this? Oh my God, look at this hot hole. Who's this guy? Who's this town's visitor? Chicago. That's where they're all based in Chicago. I'm amazed. It, you're absolutely right. It's <clears throat> it's this hub of uh, of kink and fisting, um, which it surprised me because uh, I always expected it to be like New York or San Francisco or something, which I'm sure, you know, they seem to be hubs uh, in their own right. But Chicago is like the modern hub where people move to. I don't know if I met anybody that had born been born there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... um. It's become this fisting mecca. It's um, but I but I mean we had a few conversations with um some older gentlemen that we knew, and like well, has it always been this way? Go, it's it's always had um, a thriving gay queer community, but in terms of it being this fisting central, it's just so it was a relatively new thing. It's it's it, it's a mecca. For some reason, it's just it's just t- taken off as this huge hub of where fisters go to be free and let their fists fly free. Exactly. Uh, and, and it wasn't like it was happening in the city center, like downtown area or anything. Uh, it was like up in the north. Boys Town was one area. And I'm not entirely sure, but where, uh, where we stayed at Edgewater, uh, it was also mm. crazy gay. Hella gay. Hella gay. I mean, I mean, we were so fortunate that we had two hosts there who reached out to us and offered us places to stay. So Greasy 201. And Fist City Daddy, we love you. Thank you so much. Um, and it was, and and the benefit of having two hosts. First of all, I think it meant no nobody got sick of us, um, too quickly. And then, 
And then also we got to stay in two different neighbourhoods. So Edgewater being one and Boystown being the other. And both have very different, like what, like one was very queer. Like, like there was Andersonville. And Edgewater was so beautiful. I just, I honestly, I really fell in love with Chicago, the ship. I just thought, God, I could live here. If anybody wants to offer me a part-time job or a visa, if anyone, if anyone wants me to marry them, I will do that to live in Chicago. Um, I'm really quite taken with it, but no, it's beautiful. And then, and then Boys Town, like, obviously has a huge, long, queer history as a neighbourhood. Um, and then, you know, and then visiting somewhere like downtown, where you're just like, this is what a city's supposed to look like. <laughs> yes. It's not everywhere and all-encompassing, but I'm like, oh, look, it's got pretty skyscrapers and lovely buildings, and here are your big chain boutique stores. Like, sure, but let's make it clean and pretty and people don't want to kill each other. I'm like... Oh, this is this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is what city life. This was always the dream of city life. It's this. I mean, speaking of killing each other, though, like apparently they relegate that to like south southwest of the city. Apparently, it's still a huge problem. You know how like Chicago is known for for its shootings. Uh, so we were advised to avoid that area, and we did that part of the city. Um, but yeah, I, we went on this boat tour in the, in, in downtown, like through downtown cause everybody recommended it to go on this, this architecture boat tour. Fantastic. Like, and we had <laughs> big butt geek fell in love immediately with our tour guide cause he was funny and he had a mustache Oh my god! and he was tall and skinny. So you need funny and a mustache and just, and, and looking a little bit weak and feeble as well. I can't, I kind of like that. The vulnerability I'm looking for. Yeah, I I could have eaten him up. He was so pretty. That goddamn. He was he was good though, wasn't he? He made it so engaging. Still, you made me tip him. <laughs> like you tip the boy. You tip him. <laughs> oh, that's a. He needs it for his stand up. I gotta say, that's a thing that I I didn't manage to get used to on our American trip was the the way tips are acquired. I accept it and I understand it and I did it, uh, but it's. I, it's it's too much of a cultural difference for me. I'd have to live there in order to really, really, properly, deeply understand. Um, anyway, so yeah, just as an aside. Um, what else about New York? Yeah, so I mean, beautiful city. I went for a run along the the beaches up from Greasy's house. Oh, we saw Pet Shop Boys. We saw Pet Shop Boys also along the beach for free on our first night. For right? free, thank you, my friend that work that, that works on the show. For <laughs> literally day of, and we had and um, we had this, <laughs> and it was one of those concerts because I was like, oh my god, I've had my ticket for three years. I've been waiting so long because it kept getting postponed. But so we're like, we've had these tickets for three hours because <laughs> you know connected. Um, <laughs> and we, so, so Greasy gave us these edibles that were 20 milligrams each, one, one edible I... each as he, as he was leaving home, he's like, here, take these, you'll want them later. Uh, and, and he's like, make sure you split them in half. By the way, Greasy 201 is a drug pusher, everyone. I want everyone to know. I love her. She's a drug pusher. Yeah. I love her too. Um, and so, <laughs> so have you tried the weed pen? Have you tried the edibles? <laughs> have you done the rum? I'm like. I'm fucked up. Leave me alone. Greasy was very generous with his house. It's this gorgeous place where we felt right at home. Oh, the cat. The cat. The cat didn't like me. The cat liked you. Um, Unusual, because cats usually love me. uh, It's because I fed him once. That'll do it. So, So Greasy said to us, make sure you split these in half and only take half at a time. So 10 milligrams at a time. And, uh... 
and <laughs> and so then we're going to leave and Big Butt Geek's like, I want to have fun tonight. And he shoves the whole 20 milligrams in his mouth. I was like, fuck. So I, <laughs> I thought, well, I've got to at least have 10 right now so that I can withstand your bullshit. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I was that bad, was I? You were not. Well, you were not too bad. But then eventually by the time we got to the concert and found our seats, you couldn't speak anymore. <laughs> no. No, didn't have any feeling in my legs. I was having the most vivid sexual fantasies. Of the Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> sexual fantasies. Sexual fantasies. Yeah, I had this epiphany moment because it was... It was it was it was a ride. I mean, I was grinning from ear to ear. I couldn't stop. I think I made some humdingers though. I, ha- I had you laughing. Oh, I was having probably the accent. Such a good time. Um, I just danced my tush off. No, but it suddenly dawned on me. It, it suddenly dawned on me because I'd organized spoiler. I'd organized a play session with Trent Bloom and his partner, and I never because it's just one of these people like, you know, that's a fisting legend. Oh yeah, and you think like. I'm never. Go- I'm going to meet this person. They're never going to play with me. And then the very real possibility, like, I- oh no, you're now in. Because it was the day we got there. It was like you're in Chicago now, baby. And it was like all these people you fantasized about for so long. Oh, they're they're in touching distance. And it really yeah. hit me in that moment. I was like, oh my god, I'm in Disneyland. They're real and they're here and they want to play with you. Mickey's real. Goofy's real. I'm gonna fuck Goofy. It's just that's what that's what dawned on me. Yeah. I'm here in Chicago and I'm fucking Goofy. And I was very amused because you you forbade me to come along as well. And I was like, that's fair. I'll yeah. I mean Okay, so let's get to my play. Okay, no, so hang on, chronological order. So we so we did Pet Shop Boys. I think we were both pretty... Dead. We were catching up on jet lag. Yeah, we were catching up on jet lag. That was kind of kind of okay by the time we got to Chicago. I danced my tush off at the, sh- the, the Pet Shop Boys concert because that edible was hitting hard. I was like, this is the best music I have ever heard in my life. I'm not a huge Pet Shop Boys fan, but it, but, but um, it was a good concert. Neither am I. Um, it was a good concert. But at that point, I was like, these are gay rights here that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I need this in me. Can you feel it? Can you feel the gay rights? <laughs> I think I said that to you at one point. Um, you said something to me, and I'm like, "What's gay rights?" <laughs> I think this feeling that no, we were pet having. shop boys are gay rights. the The irony, uh, the irony was that by the time we found our seats, uh, this is this outdoor stadium venue, not stadium, outdoor outdoor oh. concert venue. By the time mm. we found our seats, amongst the many many rows and blocks of of seating. Of outdoor seating, um, all straight people. Though. All straight people, middle-aged straight people. Because apparently the gays unorganized. They were all at the back. They were probably all in the standing room. We were at the front with all the little straights. Yeah, well, straights like to sit down, um, and so they do, they do like sitting. As it progressed, I I got more and more in my into my dancing, and the straights got more and more tired. So everybody is like dropping like flies, sitting down around us. And I'm just getting so into it. And I even got complimented when we left. We were we were all exhausted. <laughs> we were all ex- we the two of us were exhausted after an hour and a half of Pet Shop Boys. Mm. So we didn't stay for the following band. I forget who it was. Do you remember? Some other New Order. Yeah. I I don't I don't know them, but everybody else does and says they're fantastic. But we we had to go home and sleep. And then on my way. I went to pee and came out and these two middle-aged guys were like, your, your dancing was fucking awesome, man. I was like, oh, I should do this more often. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a lot of edibles now sitting in my kitchen waiting. 
for the next Pet Shop so Boys concert. So Jasmine Taz's journey with drugs is going one way. Uh, look, you got to reduce one at a time. There you go. Okay. So then let's get let's get deeper in. I feel like if New York was oh no oh wait so we had our social at Selby we did. I feel like uh, I feel like the 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 Chicagoans were they're so much more connected. They have this syndicate of fisters. It seems everybody knows each other. Yeah, everybody's like vaguely friendly with each other. There's different camps. Sure, there's different cliques, but I think everybody knows everyone pretty much. As opposed to New York, where it was just like the, the scene is too big. The people. Oh the, yeah, you could be anonymous your whole the, life. The place yeah, is too big. Or you sure. could just. Yeah, but I feel like they're like you're all, you're you're always one degree of separation from another fister. But from what we're told, we had a great turnout for it. Um, I say it was a lot of people that we knew from online. So people hadn't quite connected the dots yet. I'm like, oh, you're this, but you know, yeah. it was. Um, it's really weird putting putting faces to names. Yeah, I think that's when it started to get like, oh god, you're FF whatever that I've because sp- it was especially when people are faceless. This is a big issue I had with with a lot of these socials. Was people knew who the fuck we were, and I had no idea who they were, and I put, and I didn't want to be a prick and go sorry. Who are you? Because they look at you like, oh my god, I love you guys. You know, you're amazing, and we love you. I just wish I could connect the face to whatever arsehole I've been wanking off to. Indeed, online that'd be really helpful. So, um, um, yeah. Um, so there was a bit of that, but, but people, people, people yeah, know. But, uh, people, we we got through it quite well, I think. I was just overwhelmed that there were so many people and so many cute guys, and everybody was happy and laughing oh, and wanting yeah. to talk to us and. Uh, it was great. It was fucking great. But this was my first time as well meeting, because cause there were a lot of older gentlemen there. Hi. Um, and I, I always just think it's kind of people our age that listen to this. And I forget there's this old guard of fisting that listens to us. I always think like, oh, they, they must hate this. They must hate what we're doing. And they don't. They really like, well, not everyone, <laughs> but, you know, I think anyone that's bothered to listen. Um... They like it and they enjoy it. And I, I think they enjoy this open discussion of it, this warts and all, but also let's be really silly and stupid with this silly, stupid thing that we get up to as well. So I always really appreciate when people of that generation, you know, 50, 60 plus, um, sometimes more, um, really embrace this this daft little project of ours. And that's um, something we heard a number of times from, from people is uh, that they're thankful that uh, that we we are de-tabooing fisting, mm. um, which is something I think both you and I have endeavoured to do since since day dot before this podcast, even like in our own ventures. Yeah, um, and it was nice to finally. Um, well, I shouldn't say finally because I probably heard it before, but to hear it so often from people in America, like uh, this is this is it feels like this is really good work that we're doing just demystifying it all and talking about things like taking a douche um something so simple but something that for so long in the gay community we haven't wanted to talk about it uh which makes no fucking sense um normalizing this normalizing putting hands in butts normalizing feeling good from your butt feeling good from your butt doesn't mean that you're that you're any less than you know a top or whatever um, or a straight person, mm. like you feel good from your butt. That's the best fucking feeling you'll get in the entire world in your entire life. Yeah. 
So you might as well explore it. You might as well talk about it. And that's gay rights. That's fucking gay rights. That and Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. <laughs> that's gay rights. That and edibles. <laughs> Anal orgasming and Pet Shop Boys. That's all you need to know as a queer person. Mm. These are your lifelines. So I'm talking to a bunch of Chicago... Chicagoites? Chicagoans? Chica- Chicagoans. 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 Please tell me your names slash uh, screen names. Mickey Greasy 20. Rick, uh, Shy Fist Dad. Uh, Scott Robinson, Pup Tartlet. Alan, Fist City Daddy. Calix, Calix Fauster. Lovely. It's nice to meet you guys. We're here in Chicago town. Um, and I want to hear about your opinions of what, what is this city? What is this city for fisters specifically, as opposed to anywhere else in the U.S.? Like where you've lived, where you grew up, why you moved here. Uh, what is so fucking amazing about the city? Because I know that the city is amazing. That's the impression I'm getting. We're the quietly weird cousin of the country. We have a huge queer culture. We have a wonderful kink culture, but people don't know it unless they live here and experience it. I think Chicago has uh, kind of <laughs> blossomed, if you will, uh, as a fist city in probably the last... Pro- I really feel it started taking off at the pandemic when things shut down because people got into their little clusters and they got their fisting clusters together. They really worked on each other a lot and people are just open gaping holes right now. So and the community really came together in the pandemic. It definitely did. It definitely did. Really lended each other a hand, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I came to Chicago from San Francisco in 2020 and like what a complicated time to move but like the fist like there's so many fisters in the city that it's kind of crazy I like there's a great fist scene in San Francisco and like that's where I got my start but like everybody comes here mm-hmm. to do fisting and like everybody's into fisting yeah. And yeah. like, or they're getting into it, or they're getting into well, it, and that's that's kind of what has happened most recently is that you're finding when you're meeting people because I can put my a little fist bump on grinder or on scruff, and people who are interested or intrigued about it or in the closet about it, they come to you and then they start talking to you about it, yes. and so I feel like Chicago is 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 now it's gotten to the point where if you're not into fisting, you're a out of out of it right <laughs> somebody somebody posted that yeah. recently that like you actually have to specify in your profile you're not into fisting if you're not into fisting in chicago you've got to put it on your profile you have to, you have to and i've seen it a lot more lately and i've seen <laughs> screen names fisting. actually saying not into fisting I'm it's like, more than just that though because chicago is a working class city you can afford to live here and every role gay man in the United States comes to Chicago and thinks, oh, well, this is the place where I need to go if I want to be myself. Yeah. And I feel like that attracts kinky people who want to get into crazy shit. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what I did. Especially yeah. since you just moved here today. I moved here, yeah, today. Really? Like, there's still boxes in my... Where are you from? Indiana. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Uh, well, and, and that's what Chicago has really become a melting pot for is bringing in so many people. I mean, it's, it's the Midwestern. It brings in all the Midwestern people who are really super, super friendly. Yeah. And that's so many people move away from Chicago. Really? And then next thing you know, they move somewhere where you think is glamorous and I'd love to live there. Yeah. And then next thing you know, about two to three years later, you see them out and about. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> and, 
I came here but, from San but Francisco, they, and I love but, Chicago so yeah. much, and I'm never gonna leave. It's when great. People, when, you, when I see them back out here, there's like, like, oh my gosh, didn't you move to San Diego? Didn't you move here? I'm like, that's amazing weather. Yeah, there's like, there's nothing like Chicago people. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. everyone's here nice. so many. Times. Yeah, everyone's yeah. nice. I'm fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was. I lived in San Francisco for ten years, and like, I made some great friends there. But it's work to, like, make those friendships. And, like, in Chicago, in two years, I've got a bigger group of friends that I see regularly than I really ever did in San Francisco. Uh, And, like, that's not to say that I don't love San Francisco. I spent 10 years there. But, like, it just feels friendlier here. And, like, people are more willing to be like, oh, hey, stranger. How's it going? Do you want to come back and get some beer and stick a hand up each other's butt? Right, right. <laughs> and as you've talked about in your podcast, that's the also the culture about fisting is having where you're having a gathering that you guys play a little while, then, oh, then we go socialize, and then we go back at it, and we switch up. But it's just, that's how it is kind of in this city, just in general. It's a very social city. Uh-huh. I think I really shouldn't add anything at this point. I just want to hear, like, final remarks from you guys. Is there anything else you want to tell me about your fisting lives here? Well, I started fisting just under four years ago. And I think what's been beautiful about it is that I had somebody who was a really good, a good friend of mine that I didn't know was into fisting. And all of a sudden, his, his, his partner outed him in front of me at, like a, at a game night. And I had always been a little intrigued about fisting, but I was like, I was, uh, it seems such a taboo. But then when I found out there was somebody that I knew that was a good friend of mine that was into it, I was like, oh, perfect opportunity. But it's, the fisting community is, is so amazing. And it's just, just like, whether it's one-on-one or next thing you know, you know, we're here at this bar in the back room, Sunday, Monday happens and fists happen in a bar in Chicago. Hello, welcome to Chicago. Just yeah. pause, pause for a second. We're, we're outside the cell block uh, in Chicago, and that's where we had our FISTA social just now. And it's simultaneously, uh, as you mentioned, it's, it's Sunday bun day. Sunday. And yeah. I, yeah. I just discovered the back area. <laughs> and, and, and there was a lot of bun day going on. It's dangerous that's for sure. How was the view? Oh, it was gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm relatively new to this fisting scene. I've fisted many times over the years, but I never sought it out. So probably in the past five or six years, I've really gotten into it. And now I'm starting to come out in a way to the fisting community. So it's a little intimidating, but everybody's so friendly and I'm kind of excited to show what I got. What's that? Living your best life. And we have Dave from Mafia. Dave, yeah. We have Dave from Mafia. How would you like to be known? Uh, Burb Jocko. And? Uh, should I ask FF? Fun we ho dude. Tell us about Mafia, actually. Uh, so Mafia's been around since 1979. It's a members club that's oriented around handball fisting. and uh, Mid-Atlantic fisters. Mid-America fists in action. Right, of course, that makes sense. It's a tortured acronym, <laughs> but, you know, somebody Just 43 like years ago. I know. For, so... Yeah, we've been trying to build and maintain the Chicago fisting community for two generations now, and we're working on it, carrying it forward into the future. Right. You're carrying the torch for us all. Exactly. We, we acknowledge your sacrifice. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted.
do you do you find you had a hand in building this community or were you just are you just servicing it i think definitely more on the servicing side the community was already here when i entered it and it's definitely been a servicing situation love it uh what has been your experience as a fister in chicago uh it's just been one-on-one -on -one for the most part um but a lot more and more has been kind of building that community um, and for me that was my learning style and the way that i kind of felt mo most confident when i like turn when you get into that zone i literally have to say in my head i could not be more comfortable with anybody on the face of the planet than the, the person that i'm with right now so it's it's that kind of comfort level with myself and individuals and then kind of uh, expanding that circle uh, of friends by references and and, and meetups expanding. and things but we were, we were just talking about this I don't know what the the future of a kind of like an individual place or club in one city or space will look like so I don't know your proof proof of that specifically just coming from Germany and well, being yeah. here and yeah, and it's we're loving it so of, far. Exactly, and you got days left. <laughs> How many of you are there? Uh, exactly. How many of you have a soundproof room in your house? Oh. <laughs> How ruined is my hole already? Oh, no. oh she's I, healing. I accept the challenge. <laughs> Not ruined enough. <laughs> Not ruined enough, Boy. exactly. Never enough. Well, Cheers. it's been lovely chatting with you guys. Cheers. Thank you so much. Awesome, thanks so much. Thank you. Vielen Dank. I'm with the fanciest pup on Twitter, Pup Aramis. <laughs> nice to finally meet you and chat with you. Nice meeting you. We're in Chicago. Um, and I, I think the first thing I learned about you when I, when I got to meet you today is that you are locked. Uh, tell us about that. Give us a little introduction, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I've been locked for about off and on for the past year and a half. That's moment. hot. <laughs> and uh, what basically prefaced me wanting to lock up in the first place was that I wanted to do more depth and to go for like big horse cock dildos, elbow depth. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. And what I found out is that I can actually fully come from not touching my cock at all anymore. So like a guy's like literally fist fucking me and it's like full on cum coming out of my ass. Whoa, from my dick. Right, but, but like through your ass. Yeah, through I, my ass, yes. Right, right. Um, oh, I feel like... Because like, like I, I get anal orgasms when I get fisted, um, and some of them involve my dick being hard and some of them don't. Yeah. Is, is, this a, is this a different kind of orgasm you get when you're locked, or would you liken it to a different, uh, any other kind of maybe anal orgasm you'll get? Or does it heighten the anal orgasm? It, would, it heightens the anal orgasm and also hate, heightens the anal play because it, you basically can't come for X number of days or X number of months. And so like the hunger of wanting to get fisted, it's like it's, it just gets compounded and building and building. Mm -hmm. And then your ass gets more sensitive, the orgasms get more intense mm -hmm. and it becomes even more addicting. And it's like locking up, you actually get addicted to like locking your dick up. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, what do you What do you have to say to fisters out there who are considering whether this would be something for them? Because I've considered it for myself, mm. never really taken it seriously and tried it. What do you What do you have to say as like a, an encouraging word? Um, I would say time makes it much better. I would say finding the right cage, finding the right size, uh, knowing your like limits uh, in terms of like 
lubes, uh, creams, like to make sure it doesn't chafe because like an irritated cock is still not a fun cock. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, and you were telling me just briefly earlier how um, uh, chastity or a cock cages is, is a whole, it's a whole thing in and of itself, right? Yeah, it is. There's like, you know, there's fags, there's pups, there's boys, and each guy locks up for very various different reasons. And so some people put like the sub-sur dynamic behind it. Some guys lock self-lock up and some guys are lock tops and actually will lock up. And then they will like breed their bottom with like the two weeks or two months like load. <laughs> so like a lock top that I knew in San Francisco would like literally lock up their dick for like a month and then breed their bottom with like a 30 day load. Right. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm getting now. This is a lot more than I thought it was. Yeah. Because when I tried it, I was thinking about I want I want to enjoy, I, I want to only come through my ass. Like I want to see what that's like. Yeah, didn't same. didn't quite get there, but maybe that is kind of a direction I could come from with the locking. Because yeah. so yeah, I I approach locking from the perspective of my ass is the center of the my sexual universe. And that's why I lock up in the first place. But not everybody does it for that reason. No, of course right. not. I'm doing it for that reason where, like, I want to play with my ass. I want it to be, like, more sensitive, more depth, more hungry, more horny, and just, like, constantly. So it's kind of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy where, like, you can't come and therefore you play with your ass more. And then you just go into this, like, more hungry and depth and it just keeps going until what, you come. What's your depth like these days? Um, so you said something about horse cocks, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm in like the Chance XL horse cock, uh -huh. where yeah. I'm at the, the balls. Like if you ever listen to Wiley Coyote, there's no cock like horse cock. Have you heard that song? <laughs> no, I have not. So any furry out there, hello. Um, <laughs> it's just you should play it like in the segment. It was like, there's no cock like horse cock. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best cock. Is is there a horse cock? To is there is there still a sizing up for you after this? After this chance XL you said? Yeah, the elbow or uh, probably the armpit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing the video. Yeah, exactly. You can find my OnlyFans at. <laughs> it's been lovely chatting to you. Yeah, anytime. Well, well, it was lovely meeting you at the bar. Thank you. You too. Anytime. I think during that. Um, that meet up at cell block in particular, I, I, it was, you know, we, we, you know, I mean, we were at Darklands together. We've, we've been at events together, you know, we, we, we get people going, going, hi, you know, I follow you guys. Really great. Um, that was, but it was never so many people at one time. Yeah. So I was kind of overwhelmed. And knowing probably about, yeah. And, pro and I, I think about 80% of the people in that room were there because, they knew we were there, you know. I'm not saying, you know, um, I mean, some of them were regulars to Mafia, obviously, but I think a lot of people, they were like, oh, no, I've... And well, there was one, per the, the first person who greeted us um, as we came in. Oh, I yeah. mean, he travelled to, to come see us. He um, was lovely. Yeah, I... everyone was lovely, yeah. Um, so it, it, it was a lot of love, and I think it was almost a, a bit too much to take in all at once. Um, if, I, if I hadn't had a hookup with Trent Bloom... Um, scheduled in a few hours time I would have stayed on but um, I had to go I had to go <laughs> we're gonna head off to a break now with some wonderful sponsors hey guys Hunger FF here 
I'm excited to be a part of such fun, so let's celebrate by giving you a 24-hour free trial membership. Sign up today on hungerff.com, select one month membership, and use promo code SUCHFUN at checkout to get free access. I'll see you pigs there. by Topped Toys is their first fantasy toy. Let the god of darkness and shadow lure you into his lair. It's a heavily textured ride. An agonizingly delicious ride. A stunningly monstrous ride. Get that monster inside you. Feel its unholy bulbous middle fill you. Nice and deep inside. It will make you feel tight. It'll split you just right. Each bump, scale, and ridge thrumming through your cunt. You can almost feel it now. The monster taking hold. Taking hold, yes. Taking hold. Top Toys is made from 100% body-safe platinum-cured silicone, catering for people of all levels of experience. They offer clear, easy-to-understand sizing guides so that you know the toy you're buying is right for you. Top Toys is also a proud, queer-owned and operated business. Go to toptoys.com where you can shop their entire range, as well as fisting accessories like gloves, play sheets, X-Lube and branded apparel. For European customers, Top Toys now ships directly from Europe, so no need to worry about hefty customs charges. Alternatively, check the website and find a retailer near you stocking their range. Have fun! How many of you enjoy putting music on for your play sessions? Quite a lot of you, we're guessing. Not all of us have the time to create lengthy playlists or risk a completely mood-killing song coming on shuffle. Now there's a solution. Rocksoft is a new streaming platform putting music and sound at the heart of your next play session. Unlike a playlist or a DJ set, Rocksoft is a custom, uninterrupted, 24-hour soundscape of original music designed to get you in the mood and keep you there. Research shows that listening to music out loud during sex helps us focus, releases pleasure chemicals in the brain, and aids in connection with play partners. No more navigating multiple playlists or complicated interfaces, distracting songs, or awkward silences. Rocksoft is also an app made by Fisters for Fisters. Right now, they're giving away three hours of free listening. Download it in the Apple Store and Google Play Store today. That's spelled R-O-X-O-F-F. Go on, go and get your rocks off. Welcome back to Such Fun. Before we get on to the wonder that is Trent, Trent Bloom, you had a lovely meeting on Saturday evening? Saturday evening we I were don't there? fucking know. It's the second day of Chicago. I don't remember. It all melded into one for me. A very tall gentleman. Oh! A tall, tall fellow. Of course, of course. But a tall. 80, tall. 81 inches, even. Tall man. He's 80. Tall man all up in his guts. That's where you were, sir. That's... But a tall, but a tall man in his guts. Yes. Do go on. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, his Twitter handle is 81 inches of fist because he is 81 inches tall. I originally thought, so in, in my stupidity, I thought that 81 inches meant like 81 inches of circumference uh, that his hole can take. Um, <laughs> and in retrospect, that makes no fucking sense. He's, he's, he's just an oil... An, an oil... um. Barrel canister, yeah, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, he's a barrel with two little stick arms. <laughs> so, um... That's all he is. Slap a smiley face on it. You know, uh, it's a goal. Maybe he maybe he is uh, planning on getting 81 inches of circumference in him one day. Um, so how was that? <laughs> that, was, that was fucking fantastic. So, again, like, I made a point of... I'm not really someone that... that uh, that kind of hangs out waiting to be spoken to or waiting to be propositioned for sex. If I want somebody, I tend to go for it and, and single them out because uh, I want, I don't know. It's a silly thing to say on here. I like all kinds of holes, but uh, if I'm going to have myself a new experience, I'm going to have it with somebody who I know um, has, you know, one of the widest holes or one of the deepest holes um, just so I can get, an experience under my belt uh, and that initially that might sound stupid to you uh, especially or even obnoxious especially if you're somebody who doesn't have uh, one of the big, biggest holes in the world but um, where am I going with this um, for me it's about exploring extremes and I think we're all a bit extreme and so sure at home I might not do that necessarily but on tour I was just like let me find the holes I definitely want to get my hands in and the people I definitely want to meet. And, and I, th- I think something I realized along the way was uh, just because I had that goal in mind um, doesn't detract from the necessity for connection. And connection is something that I found with these guys with massive, massive holes, um, which I think kind of fits because... If you've got a massive hole, sure, you might have trained a lot on your own with plugs and stuff. I hope you do because we all know that a bottom only gets to be incredibly accomplished when they put in the work themselves. You can't rely on somebody else to train you. But it also means that, you know, they've had a lot of fist sessions with with guys that they can connect with. And when you can connect with somebody, you can go more extreme and you can practice um, taking more and taking bigger and taking wider it's not the be all and end all, but when you meet a guy like that, I think pretty much every time, not every time, like 95% of the time, these guys with the biggest holes are also lovely people and, and very much looking to connect and looking to have this kind of, um, this deep unspoken experience where trust is at the forefront. And that's something I got with 81 inches of fist it wasn't even like we had to talk about it. It was just this mutual understanding. Uh, it was uh, it was a certain listening that we had of each other. Um, or I certainly had it of him, and I think he, he felt the same way. We played versatile. He was the, per- the first person to fist me in quite a while, I got to say. And the... Th- and with a hairy butt. And with a hairy butt. How did you know about that? Did I tell you about that? I saw the photo. Oh, there you go. So... Well, no, you showed me a hairy hole before. Ah, there you go. Like, it's hairy now. Oh, I'm like, okay. There you go. Works, it's a thing. Sis. So, like, I always <laughs> knew about Americans that, you know, hair is in. Um, ever since I saw Hunger FF's Bush, like, I don't know, three or four years ago, I was just like, oh, <laughs> okay, hair, hair is in. I happen to be somebody who doesn't grow hair very easily. Like my, my chest hair, it's got like three strands. Um, and my butt gets a little hairy. And f- since forever, I've shaved it off or like like clipped it off because I thought it doesn't suit the way I look. I can't be hairless on my chest or my belly, 
but have a hairy butt. And so this trip, I took the opportunity to change that or, or to, uh, yeah, change my opinion about that and just be like, I'm going to, I'm going to let it grow out, see what happens. Um, I liked it. I still, I still shaved it off afterwards, but I had this hairy session, <laughs> a hairy McClary session. So brave. So brave. So brave. So brave. Um, and we got a photo, we got videos and photos and stuff and his beautiful tattooed arms. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was hard cause you know, he's 81 inches tall. So his hands are also, um, correspondingly large. Uh, and yeah, but you, you, you tried to guilt trip me real hard though, because apparently I was supposed to join this play session. Oh, that's right. Cause yeah. yeah. So, so I'd promised him not promised, but like I'd offered him <laughs> a triple, maybe quadruple fist. <laughs> I'm in retrospect. I'm glad that I, that that didn't eventuate because it would have, you know, a threesome always has a different mood. And also I don't need the biggest of the biggest all the time. So actually just connecting with him and giving him some healthy doubles, you know, to the elbow, almost to the elbow, all of that, uh, that was plenty. And that was beautiful. And we did so much more than just that than just fisting. There was a lot of, as, as everybody knows, you know, in a fisting session, 60% of it, 70% of it is chatting, getting to know each other. Um, for us, it was also driving around town in his, <laughs> his massive vehicle. <laughs> Cause a big barn is a big vehicle. I can't even tell you what it was. It was, a truck, it was this pickup truck or a ute as we mm. say in Australian, which he bought from two, two old lesbians The literally the butt of it, like the, the, the back half was wider than the front half. It was one of the, it had like, it had like hips. This truck had hips. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it suited him to a T. It was great. Yeah. So we had a great time together. It was, um, I, I ended up spending the night in his hotel room and he'd come all the way over to Chicago for us that weekend. And, and so I was like, well, I'm definitely going to meet you and, and spend plenty of time in your butt. Uh, and that's what we did. And it just, I don't know, it just felt right. And then he came to the social the next day uh, and ended up going home with a bunch of guys, a bunch of Chicago guys and having a great time with them. What a slut. Good for her. I feel like in some way, I don't know if this is the truth, but uh, my impression was that he, he'd been a bit reluctant to, uh, to put himself out there in the Chicago community. And so I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know if it's the truth, but I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to take uh, responsibility for that success. So you know, get that slut on, everybody. That's the moral of the story. Get your slut on. Don't wait. You went and Trent bloomed. You bloomed that trend. Yeah. So, um... <clears throat> Tell us about that. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, that's um, uh, what many would call fisting royalty. Um, <laughs> it had a profound Im- impact on me when I first saw um, concept back in the day um yeah no because um trent's someone who sort of reached out to me years ago just with words of encouragement and you know um as he 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 was like top of my list i think of people and you'd drawn him chicago you'd drawn him like a number of years ago already right yeah yeah i did that as well so you know and he was always just really kind um generous um with his time and support for my artwork as well um so yeah so um I don't know, he must have reached out. I can't remember. 
Um, but also his partner, his lovely, lovely partner, Chi uh, as well. So they both... Um, so that was really encouraging to me that they both wanted to play with me. It wasn't a situation where, like, you know, if you're in a couple scenario, I want to know that they both want you. You're not just the tag along or, you know, because I've got enough fucking issues with me and my appearance and this and that. Like, I need, I need to know that the other person wants me. I need to know that. I need, I need to feel safe. Um, and I'm in a good welcoming environment. So I felt that going into it, I was so nervous, so nervous. Um, and I, I don't think I've been that nervous before a meet for quite some time. Um, yeah, so it was quite daunting. I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why. It was honestly everything I wanted from a session in that, um, you know, you have these incredible, sexy, fun holes to play in. Obviously, Trent Bloom, it's like punching a souffle. It's just no resistance. It's just... It's great. I love that. Makes all kinds of noises. Um, but it was just really connected. I think this is a word that's going to keep coming up again and again for us, was sort of connection. I felt, I felt a connection between both these people. And I felt they wanted me, I wanted them. There was... And, you know, and I, I, I got nervous. I thought, oh, God, maybe my hole isn't big enough for these people. This is just going to be ridiculous. And there were, there were the kind of tops that I, that I love where they're just interested in you and your pleasure and your pleasure alone. Um, yeah, that was a really fun session. And I got some audio with Trent, which you can listen to now. So I'm enjoying a post-Coisal um, chat with a um, bit of a fisting legend. Um, what's your name, sir? Trent Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, we've had a lovely evening with yourself and your partner. We did. Yeah. Yes. What did we do? Uh, what did we do? There may have been a triple fist involved there. I think that was pretty good. Yeah. 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 The plumbing needed sorting here. Um, I was happy to oblige. Um, so, how on earth did you get started in fisting? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> How did I get started in fisting? Well, it actually all goes back to like when I was 15, if you believe it. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> I'm 36 now, so yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah, let's see. I started out with fisting because I had a boyfriend who had a really big dick that I was dating. And we, I guess he kind of loosened up my hole with his dick for a while there. And the next thing you know, he was plowing away and he took, uh, pulled his dick out and then shoved his hand in. I mean, just unannounced. Yeah, just unannounced. It was completely unexpected on my, <laughs> on my part. Yeah, I was either 15 or 16 at the time. Uh, he was 22. So he didn't even know I was only 15 or 16 either. So that, mm. that adds another whole thing to uh, <laughs> He had no idea my age because I looked that age. I looked 21. Okay. So he just assumed I was. Or 20 or something. Um, so when that happened, was it as an oh my god experience where you're like oh my god, just mind blown? I have to do this again. Or I would say it's a little bit bit of both. Yeah, it was oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. And also, it was like this fucking hurts, but it like hurt really good. Like in a, which is probably the sensation that I became addicted to eventually. Mm -hmm. So it's just that stretch, that ouch. Yeah, red first, but you're like, oh, this is actually really awesome. But yeah, that's actually how I got started into fisting. Mm. And then fast forward a few years, you end up doing studio porn. Right. 
how how did that come about? Which is probably what we all know and love and remember you for. So how did how do you fall into that? Well, I'm going to bring it back a year before that. Mm-hmm. So um, I had uh, I had a rare form of lymphoma, and so I made it through that. I went through a year of hell. You know, it was absolute nightmare. And it's one of those rare lymphomas where either you're going to make it or you're not. I made it, thankfully. And part of that, what that did for me, um, kind of gave me the courage to go ahead and try things that I probably otherwise would not have prior to that. Um, so I was like, you know, what the hell? I mean, yeah, sure. I'm, you know, this might screw up my future if I do this. But I was like, you know, I, I'm going to do this. It's, I think it's going to be pretty cool. So I started recording on Xtube and put posting like toy videos and some stuff out there. And then out of the blue, Eric Rhodes contacts me. And he's like, you know, I'm going to be producing this uh, video for Raging Stallion. And he's like, yeah, I really want you to be my co-star in that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Eric Rhodes wants me to do a video with him. I'm like, I'm just this 20 something year old sort of chunky kid playing around with this hole and like, and putting out videos. And I was like, well, well what the hell does he want to do with me? Anyhow, I guess he really enjoyed my video. So, um, we wound up actually having a really good time together. Eric Rhodes and I, as much as people have talked to her, his, his own persona that he put out there, back when like blogs were a thing uh his own persona that was Mm kind of crazy what i saw of him but that was not true and he was actually a really sweet guy and we had a lot of fun together um and we also had a really lot of fun making that video stuff that ass that was a good that was a good good one look it up kids look it up i mean what i mean obviously having the courage to go ahead and do pornography you must have kind of known at that point like you had a much more talented hole than the average oh, yeah. average slut. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, that, that was clear just, just, just given what we had uh, as far as porn to watch back then. You, I mean, for those of us into fisting, like trying to find fist porn at the time was very little out there. Even on XTube, any of those things back then. It was so hard to find. So I was like, yeah, I'm probably quite a bit different than most what i can do but of course also finding guys who are into fisting was quite a challenge too at that time yeah so what did you enjoy about doing the pornography and then why did you eventually step away from it uh i enjoyed actually meeting the different guys that they would would hire that'd be my co-stars and uh i don't know i kind of enjoyed sharing my hole with the the public i enjoyed that part uh, and I also, as I did more videos and I started getting more, more feedback from the general public about how it's kind of inspiring them to go ahead and do so, uh, it kind of made me want to do it a little more. So I enjoyed doing that. Yeah. Um, what did turn me off though was just being on set is difficult for one. You're always in a really awkward position. You're knees jammed into some really hard surface you're you're trying to look attractive while you're want to just scream out in pain uh you know it's it, it's just not a comfortable thing to do porn is n- not what it looks like on in the film you know but anyhow I, I went through it i enjoyed it while, while i did it 
but it was not something I wanted to continue doing because it just, it wasn't that comfortable. That's really what it came down to. I mean, the money for me was good. I don't, I mean, I know money's not good and porn anymore, mm. but at the time the money was good and I needed that at the time too, going, yeah. going through college. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I did it though. Yeah. I think a lot of people are glad you did it. So, what does um, fisting look like to you now in your life? Um, what does it look like to me now? Kind of looks like my boyfriend's pussy. <laughs> I can't confirm it's very nice. <laughs> but that's what a fisting looks like to me now. Uh, I do really enjoy uh, playing with him. Um, and I, we also enjoy playing with others, too, uh, having threesomes and whatnot. But... Um, well, you are living in the fist capital of the U.S. Yeah, how as we're discovering this trip. Yeah, how the hell did that happen? Like all of a sudden, like every all these fisters have moved here, like yeah. over the past year or two. It's quite interesting, and yet I I don't think we've really gotten out to play with most of the new guys. It's something we need to work on. But are you a Chicago native? No, I'm not. No, I'm a I'm originally from Door County, Wisconsin. So not so not too far. No, no, not yeah. too far. But I've lived in uh, Chicago for almost 15 years now. Um, what do you think about the fisting scene in Chicago? Is it, has it changed rapidly over the last few years? Or? Well, it's grown. It's definitely grown. I mean, I'm not really part of any scene. That's just not me. I am I'm me. I do, do my life. And then I fit fisting in here and there. I don't live for it. But I do love fisting. <laughs> but I, I don't make it my entire life. Like That was fun in my 20s. I'm... 35 now or 36 now so so what you're saying is it's really naff to make it your whole like career and personality <laughs> it's really me for filth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i love it on the weekend i i, I love playing around yeah. and i love fisting still i i can still do it and my partner is really good at it and mm-hmm. just something we really enjoy doing together um it is what it is yeah. i think it's fun i think it's interesting i do I do want to play more with other guys around here, all the newbies, if you can call them that. I'm sure they're <laughs> pr- probably well advanced, even past me, some of them. Well, I'm, I'm noticing some of, the, some of these kids now, like they, they, they've been doing fisting for like six months already, like, yeah, I'm just doing the elbow now, just no biggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The holes are getting wider. Yeah. They're younger and wider. I will, I will say, I, do, I totally agree. You start younger, the wider and deeper you can get. <laughs> I, I do think it's all about starting early, if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> Which, of course, we all are. <laughs> is, that your, is that your main piece of advice for all fisters out there? Just start young. Uh, I wouldn't say it's my main piece <laughs> of advice, but I'd definitely say, that, I mean, if that's what your goal is, to have a giant hole, it's probably better to start younger than later. Yeah, I'm, I'm really regretting not starting at 20. Yep. <laughs> I started at 15. <laughs> but then you're asked to be worn out like mine <laughs> you, you, you had had a few surgeries since since then so it's probably not a good idea to start out so early well I just really want to thank you for spending some time talking to me and for inviting me over to your beautiful home to play with you and your beautiful partner um, I've had a very fun evening we have too <laughs> we've had a lot of fun do you want to chime in at all? Okay. Uh, Trent Bloom's partner is is uh, being very dutiful in the corner and just and just watching this all all unfold. Bless him. <laughs> um, Trent, uh, thank you again so much because um, um, been an inspiration to many. 
Um, and you've always been very kind to me and everything that I've done um, online over the last few years as well. So thank you very much. Thank you. I've had a great time playing with you. Yay. Who else did you play with? Um, so I played with Notorious DRX. You did, yes. Uh, and and Greasy20, Greasy201, together at, at Notorious DRX's place, beautiful playroom. And that was... That was quite pivotal for me. Um, let's let's let me try and determine why exactly. It's because, so it's because you know, as as I've mentioned like twenty times already, uh, it I I had kind of lost touch with my bottoming. I had thought, let me just give it a break and see when it comes back. It's I'm not going to make a huge problem out of this. I'm just going, I'm going on my roller coaster ride like everybody else is. And and lately my butt is not in the mood, and so in sh- in in New York I had not been willing to bottom. I didn't douche once. I didn't play on any toys. Um, didn't get fisted by anybody. Chicago changed that for me, and this happened when I was with Notorious DRX and Greasy Two Hundred One because I was finally willing to put myself out there and and be vulnerable. And vulnerability is one of the main themes that came up for me. I didn't realize it before I came traveling to the US, but uh, but it turned out to be something very central to my development. Um, and it came it, like it became even more obvious to me when we went to Fist Fest after Chicago. But Chicago was the first time that I tried bottoming. and it was with them. Uh, and and I was surprised to note that it worked. My butthole did everything that I wanted it to, and everything that uh, that it had in the past. Maybe not as wide or as deep as I had in the past, but that's okay. The that that wasn't even the focus. The focus was for me to feel good getting fisted. And when you've had months and months of anxiety. Uh, around play and every time you decide to even just play with yourself with toys you get this anxiety like oh, I'm worried it won't feel good um, I'm worried I'm not into it anymore uh, let me just pack the toys up this is what I'd been having for for many months and I didn't have it with them I had this feeling of whatever happens is okay let me try it on and and I gotta say hearing especially from uh, Greasy things that helped me, like he was coaching me into it. I even have a couple of pictures. He sent me little little pictures with with kind of slogans that you that you use while you're bottoming. He was telling me about because I was telling him like I'm slowly constructing a little mood board for my fisting that I can look at when I'm getting when I'm getting fisted. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, I've I've made like, like these these images with text on them. Um, and the the main the main one was be the boy that takes it, uh, and so I've got this photo now in front of me on my phone with this 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 bottom having his ass pulled apart, his ass cheeks pulled apart, and this beautiful ring showing, um, and the quote there is just be the boy, as a quote by Greasy, and his his thing his whole thing is be the boy. Uh, that takes it or be the boy of your fantasies and be the boy of your top's fantasies um, because it is his fantasy to see you taking so much and it is your fantasy and just the reminder 
is super helpful because like we all know that this is true this is our fantasy but we get in our head and we we start thinking of all sorts of negative things sometimes and we forget we lose track of what we're actually what we actually want and what we want can be quite simple especially in this context when you're getting fisted it's just like you don't need to be anything else you don't need to be who you are at work or whatever you just need to be a whole you just need to be the boy that takes everything in your butthole and the other one the other photo is like a a bottle of poppers with a rose behind it um and it says it's not his to take it's yours to give it's like equally wholesome so these are things i'm sure he's got like a thousand more um similar things that he said that he whispers into the bottom's ear when they're about to take it and that made a world of difference for me because you put yourself in the headspace and that's that's something that greasy certainly allowed or en- or enabled or, en- or or yeah enabled for me or reminded me of um and it started feeling really good and i was like i almost wasn't ready for it to feel good um and so I don't think I bottomed very much at that point, but but what I did do was fantastic. So that changed my mindset. And I was like, oh, maybe I am ready to be a bottom again. Maybe I am ready to be the boy that takes it. So that was a game changer. And as I would see then in the following week, I became a fucking bottom again. Uh, and I couldn't be happier. That's where Chicago left me. Yeah. Oh, God, my edibles hit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good for you. I should have taken one. I think it takes like an hour on me. It I takes a takes long like time. That's what I've realized. It takes a long yeah. time. Let's talk about the food. I wanted to talk about... So we're, we're in New York. No, I want to talk about what I want to talk about. I know it's a bit uncomfortable. Um, but um, no, I, I had a bit of an epiphany while you were having your epiphanies. So I discovered something that really turns me off and I and I wasn't quite aware of it. Um but it just shit under your fingernails. Yeah. Yeah. Needs to trim them. Um I really don't like being made to feel a third wheel or a tag along in a situation. And I had that a few times mm-hmm. during our Chicago trip and it literally just makes my whole go <laughs> And I just think, no, it's not for me. It's not this situation. And that happened a few times. And that's just where I kind of shut down um, sexually, emotionally. Um, so I noticed that happened quite a lot. That, ha- that happened on three instances. Um, I was just like, no, because I don't feel that everybody here wants me. I'm just, I just happen to be here. Okay. So that just doesn't work for me. Um, I think I was not aware of that at the time. So was I present? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it is, it is what it is. It's no one's fault. But you realize, like, well, I thought so. It's the only thing in that situation. And by the way, if two people are connecting, and in a space I happen to be in, I am nothing but happy for them. I'm like, that's great. You've got chemistry. You've got chemistry right here. You're clicking. You're connecting. The sparks. You two, you two need to go off and just fuck each other. That's very much my thing. I'm like, you go, girl. You get it. What I don't like is when that's happening and the other two people are completely oblivious and they go, oh, are you coming along too? 
are you joining? Like, no, what do you think this is? This is not a, like, I don't have to be here Mm -hmm. for this. Mm. And it's just kind of, it just kind of speaks to, like, not being very self-aware in the moment. Yeah as well because i never want to feel like a tag along or you know like a pity fuck or a pity fit so like well you know since you're here too i'm like no that doesn't work for me that doesn't work for me at all um you know i i need to be in a space where like i'm okay like i'm i'm wanted here i need to feel that and if i don't i just run run in the other direction mm. and i got that and, that and that's part of the thing which i loved so much about the um the place i should help with Trent, Trent, Trent Bloom and his partner was just like I was wanted in that room. And it was great, and it just and it just built on it as well, you know. Um, we even went out for dinner after, so you know it goes well when they're like, "You can stick around long, you know, even after the lube's dry. Yeah. We'll take you for dinner." And it was a lovely meal, um, you know. So that was great because it was hot fisting, you know, but also real connection as well. And I need that. I need to feel wanted in the space. Yeah. Um, well, we had um, we also had a lovely little group play, and our second host, Hey, F- hey Fist City Daddy, it's wonderful. He hosts us with his husband, um, the beautiful apartment in Boys Town. That was a night where you were you were uh, living your best fist life. I felt it looked like that. Was I? Yeah, I I felt uh, it seemed to me like you were in your element. Uh, go on, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not aware. I don't know. Like you're, it seemed like you're, you're. Let me, let me put it differently. It seemed like your, your bottoming as well as your topping game was, was on point. Yeah, is yeah. that true? I think this trip. You know, it's funny. Like this trip. Um, I know I'm a good top. I know I'm a good top. Whether I'm a great top is dependent on other factors, but I'll always be good. You know, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna be shit at it. You know. You. You. You could. You could. You could isn't that pretty universal? You think? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think I'm also a good top pretty generally. Yeah. I think I'm a great top depending on the bottom. Not every top connects with every bottom. Yeah, there's other fact like, you know, connection and this and that or whatever, yeah. you know, who you find sexually attractive. There's, you know, there's, there's, there's other factors. That, and like, other factors, absolutely. But I know, I know because I think 90% of the people I face to go like, oh my God, that was amazing. Oh, you know what you're doing. Yeah. That's not bragging. It's just over a course of time... You kind of go, all right. I've got quite a lot of it. You know, it's like how does a uh, how does a guy really really like realize that that they've got a huge dick? Because people keep telling them they've got a huge dick. <laughs> I sound like a prick right now, and I'm aware yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I like I like I know I'm good as a top because you go, oh, you're really good as a top. It's not just yeah. Well, thank you, <laughs> thanks for that. Which I know I've done to people. I'm like, yeah, that was lovely. I hope you got. This is pretty out of that. multifaceted. Though. If someone's amazing, but 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 don't you do that thing when someone is actually a fucking incredible type? You go like, oh my god, you're amazing. You're my favorite. <laughs> Doesn't this also speak to um, what you were just saying before about about being being wanted or? Mm-hmm. Or knowing you can you can have a yeah. good connection with but, somebody. But that was the thing. But that was the thing about the group play because because I started to think, well, is it? I just need a one on one thing. I thought maybe that's why I can't get involved in these different situations where it's two people and I'm the third wheel or whatever. Like, yes. oh, maybe I need one on one. Like, no, it's not that. It's because that was what seven, eight people, something, something like that. That's probably the largest group thing I've done for quite some time. Yeah, other than a sex party. Same. That was a lot. Like, oh, there's a lot of people here, like all in one space. I think it was six. No, it was more than that. It was seven. Seven. It was seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, so uh, one of the guests we did not know before. Um, yeah. Is fantastic top. Great bottom as well. Um, actually, great thing was everyone was versed. So that's great. Um, oh, no, you were top only that night. You were top only. Yeah. So I injured myself a little bit. I, I had some micro tears uh, from a few days earlier. And it actually, it actually, it's strange. It turned out for the best. Um, sometimes your body... <laughs> your body limits you in ways that that are beneficial and you don't know at the time but it it turns out for the best and this was one of those times because it turned out that on that day I was not particularly horny mm. and it, like the day before as well which was the original day that we were supposed to have the fist party you know how we we both wanted we both asked for to have it have it rescheduled for the next day that's what happened we were both that, very that, sore <laughs> that first day we were sore we were exhausted i don't i don't, i don't have nothing but huge hands as well, Trent Bloom's hands massive. His part, his partner's hands are huge. I had another fist date the following day, which really I should have cancelled because I I was not. I, I needed a break, but I didn't want to be rude, so I went. Right, instead. you took one for the team. And the whole time going, I'm so stop. So and you know, went on tour, went on tour. When you only have one opportunity to meet with somebody, uh, you fucking follow. Yeah, them. you know what? Like this is like when's this going <laughs> to happen again? But that that was the that yeah that that. It was on the Monday. That session I should have cancelled. I should have cancelled. Anyway. But it turns out that I wasn't particularly horny at this seven-man orgy. Said the bishop to the nun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it turns out that, uh, well, I think if I'd have tried to bottom at that point, even if I wasn't injured, uh, I would not have been into it. And then I I think I that, had, that would have had the potential to throw off my bottoming completely. Mm. Um, so I topped. And about halfway through the topping, I kind of got into it. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Because um, we were with Punch Panda and I was punching his living daylights out. Uh, Honey, you want to talk about big holes? Talk about... <laughs> it was, was like, I was, I was fisting... Hang on. So I was fisting Red Rhino, who I completely fell in love with this trip. Um, he was, he was... Red Rhino, if you're listening, if you're listening, uh, get that... Hi. Get that ring out. Hi. Get that ring out. Get it out your ass. I mean... Put it on that finger. I mean, ginger with a beard. Like, how could I resist? Um, <laughs> you don't ask for much. Yeah, I know. Um, She's easy to please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, take, take me out to deep dish. I'm yours. Um, no, we so when, so, so when the... Um, <sighs> um, talk about the food. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, no, so I um I when 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 the idea of having a um seven man orgy, um presented itself, I was like, I have one special request to bring. <laughs> it's like Red Rhino, um, so um no, it was glorious. Um, but I think I think that night was 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 me getting um used to performing for a crowd again, which I hadn't done for quite some time. Um, and being comfortable with where my bottoming skills, because I, th- I think as I mentioned before, I've really let my play sessions fall by the wayside in the last year since, since mo- since moving cities. Like it's probably the tightest yeah. I've been in quite some time. So I did not feel like I was loosey goosey at all going into this trip. So it occurs w- to me, it occurs to me that you and I seem to to travel along similar lines. You know how women who live together they they sync their periods. It seems like you and I, like we go through phases. I mean, of course you, because you moved, that's a huge thing. And mm. I did not move anywhere in that time. But but this kind of lull in playing with your hole and having it get tighter and this kind of stuff, it seems like we're, 
And now we're both fucking loosey goosey again and had a great time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was um yeah. That was a really fun experience. And so I've not done a group thing for for quite some probably pre pandemic really. Um and yeah, that was just really fun. And I got to top loads, I got to bottom loads. Um and yeah, I got to the point where it just started to feel good again. Um and I thought, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Did I top um, you then? I don't think I did. No. Everybody else was having at at it. Have at it. There's a nice yeah. video of us like topping two guys at the same time. Yeah. That's right. That's quite fun. That's quite hot. That's quite hot. Mm. Mm. So for me, when when it came to doubting my bottoming or doubting, like not not feeling very horny, um, my head goes to strange places sometimes. How do I clarify that? This happened a bit at Fist Fest as well in the beginning. My head went to places of like, oh, of course the obvious, like uh, is my hole really cut out for this? Uh, do I really like fisting as much as I thought in the beginning? Am I changing? Is my horniness level changing? Am I getting old? I don't orgasm. I don't anal orgasm like I used to is, is a thought that sometimes goes through my head. Coupled, of course, with no longer taking drugs for fisting. That's always a thing that comes back to me. Can I anal orgasm the way I did when I was high? Uh, turns out, yes. Turns out, and this is something you taught me along the trip. You said to me something like, maybe you want to um, say it. Yeah, someone someone said to me like, oh, it's oh, it's it's great that jazz is opening up about where where he's at fisting wise, yeah. and, and you know, in his yeah. journey at the moment and everything. And I'm like, yeah, he won't shut the fuck up about it either. Um, <laughs> you know where it comes from? It comes from living in Germany because when I speak German, I have the worry that nobody understands me or cares about what I'm talking about, and so I repeat myself many, many times to make sure people understand. It's a bad habit. I'm sorry. Oh no! So, yeah, yeah. So, and I, and I think the 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 narrative really with with you for this trip was getting back to a place that your fisting was when you were really active with it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that that also coincides with rather heavy drug use. So, of course, you know we don't need to go into the ins and outs of of that, but obviously that completely chemically alters you and what your body is capable of and the sensations that your body produces. So is anything going to match that? Probably not. No, nothing's going to come close to that sensation. So it's you relearning how to bottom, how to enjoy topping again yeah. without these other substances. Yeah. And and I think I think what you were always trying to communicate with other people is like, how do I get back to that place? How do I get right. back to that place? And I said to you, and I remember you literally, your jaw hit the floor. You blew my mind. Yeah, I was like, why are you... you you're coming from this assumption that the fisting you had when you were getting like fucked up every other weekend, why do you assume that's the best fisting you're ever going to have? Because that's what you're working on. Like that was the pinnacle of fisting. You've, because you've worked off that assumption for so long. You've, and you've said it time and time again on here, like, oh, that was the best. When I was, when me and my best friend were fisting, that was the best of fisting. Like, why do you assume that was the best? Why can't the best be ahead of you? It's not going to be the same. No one's ever said it's going to feel exactly the same way as when you're getting fucked up. Why do you assume that was the pinnacle of fisting? The pinnacle could be years ahead of you. And you just went, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, brah. Yeah, brah. You said, you said, why can't it be as good if not better? Yeah. And, and this is something that was echoed by, um, by Falcon Punch. He said something very similar to me at Fist Fest. And that just blew my mind all over again. He was like, don't go looking when you're bottoming. Don't go looking for the same feeling that you had in the past. 
be with whatever feeling you're having now, whatever connection you're I having mean, now. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't guarantee the same feeling from just the last fist session you had. True. It's different every time. It's amazing how different it can feel with a different person or yeah. at a different time, uh, and that's part of the beauty of it. Yeah, I feel in Chicago we met. It's it's not just the amount of people, or um, or even having some extremely talented holes living there. My God, um, although we got into bigger debt with some of them in um, Georgia. Um, more on that next time. Um, but I I just found it was so many people who were so knowledgeable about fisting. There. Yes, and to the point where they make me feel stupid because they just have so much insight. I feel I feel like like generally I'd say you and I we have a lot of insight and especially exploring this having a platform to explore this. I think I understand or or I trust my insight. But then I meet guys, I meet people, I should say, who have insight that I don't have, or maybe it's also hearing somebody else's insight where you're just like oh my god you know so much you've thought of things i haven't thought of mm. and now i feel like i don't know anything <laughs> which is like neither here nor there it's just it's just fucking great hearing from other people yeah. um we are a community we build things off each other uh yeah and i and and i really felt that sense of community in chicago i mean everyone knew everyone i think when you know i i went for coffee dates with people um you know, not not necessarily Twitter fisters. You know, it was you know people that I know through Instagram as well. I mean, kinky people, but um, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, I know this person, I know that. You know, I thought everyone kind of and yeah, so you're just sort of one degree of separation from everyone, and I really I really appreciate it. not, but but not in a small towny vibe. It was it was just the right balance for me between like yeah. small town and city, Chicago. Yeah. It Absolutely. just really gelled with me. It really did. But both of our hosts, were, I think, were very well connected. Um, I think a lot of overlap, um, but also I think there's people that they play with separate from each other. So again, I think, you know, we had two really good hosts in that they were similar enough at, you know, both wonderful, generous, kind, sexy people, but also, uh, you know, matriculated in different, slight, slightly, uh, slightly different circles. So I think we really benefited from that. Um, but one thing I, 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 I thought I really wanted to take away from the city was just this... Um, deep dish pizza. Deep dish pizza. Yes, yes. Yes. Was she on Drag Race? She was. Oh. She was wearing deep dish pizza. <laughs> um, yeah, so what I want to bring back home with me and what I'm going to try and do um, is try and instill more a sense of community as well. And I realise I think I've been far too picky with playmates with, with where I'm I agree with that too. Yeah, I, ha- I have a bit because I knew there was people that wanted to play with me, but it was like, mm, I just don't find them, mm, whatever. I don't have that spark. And I won't say who said it to us. Um, because you know someone might take it the wrong way, but they said you know uh, this person had a had a close circle of fisters around them. They play very regularly, and he said like I don't have to be attracted to them, um, because the difference between like horny fisting and like like just kind of playing as well. I think I've been too wrapped up in being with people that I found really sexually attracted to. It's not actually that required. Like, I think I forgot that along the way. That actually, they can just be a nice person that's into you and we can have a fucking great chemistry um, and, you know, achieve all the things we want to achieve with fisting and have a really productive session. And I've been, um, I kind of forgot that and I realised, like, you know what, There's there are people for me to play with here um, and it just needs to be a bit more open yeah. um, to things as well. So I really want to instill that attitude it's still a better attitude in me, definitely. That was a big topic for me as well that came up. 
uh, especially in my doubts. It was like, you know, after, after wondering, after having the first doubt of maybe my hole isn't cut out for this one anymore and maybe I'm not that into it anymore. The second doubt is maybe my partners are not sexy enough. Maybe I'm not into them enough, which is something that I discussed with a few people while I was, while I was there in the US and while we were there and um, was reminded that that is bullshit because... You know, you know how you know how earlier, earlier, and like in your twenties and stuff, where you'd you'd chase that drop dead gorgeous guy who was totally your type, and then you'd end up in bed with totally him. out of your league, totally out of your league. Oh, okay, never. For mind. me, it was like blonde bombshells, muscular, six foot three, um, football jock, dumb as fuck, fucking himbo bullshit, uh, and the sex would be so mediocre, <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, this is it. Okay, he's more interested in looking at himself in the mirror than he is in connecting with me. And his dick is not touching the sides. And, you know, well, maybe that's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter how big the dick is. If it's not connecting... I don't think this is relatable content. (laughs) And on the other hand, having sex with guys that, that didn't fit that mold, but turned out to be some of the best sex of your life. And it's almost like yeah. I'd I'd not extended this to fisting, or I had in the past, and then I'd forgotten. Maybe because you know I'd either been too fucked up to to notice this uh, in a continuous fashion, or I'd stopped having sex with guys that weren't my type. No, that's not true. I don't have a type. I said this to myself years ago. I don't have a type anymore. My type is somebody that I can connect with and somebody that is um, that encourages me and can read my whole and is smart and talented and uh and practiced in fisting somebody who can let me be how i am and let me relax and let me feel myself and feel sexy and Mm. just offer me all sorts of possibilities to relax to get in a, a headspace where i'm able to get fisted really well that's somebody that's my type yeah and if it's a daddy great uh if it's if it's a you if do it's love a, f- a daddy. I mean, I mean, I do too. But you really. Oh sure. If it's a fat guy, great. If it's a skinny little twink, great. If it's whatever, great. Why the fuck do I go and complicate matters and say, oh no, I need to have this kind of person because then, if I have that, then I'm gonna be good. Yeah. It's bullshit. It doesn't work. It's not true. Stop believing that. Yeah. Chicago taught me a lot. It really did. It taught me what I need to get off my high horse about in fisting. I realize a lot of the reason why I've not been playing is down to me. That's also through psyching myself out, having body issues, things like that. But um, but but a thing I will not compromise on is 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 I need that connection. I need to feel wanted in space, as well. Yeah, it was really. Good. I'm. I mean, it lived up to fisting Mecca. It really did. Absolutely, in Chicago for me. It was a beautiful city, beautiful people. Um, I did like the deep dish. I like the deep dish. I know it's a tourist trap, but I like the deep dish. I, I'm enjoying my belly, actually, now that we're back. Not fucking belly. I no, no, no. It's, it's, I, I... Oh, fuck off. It's... Fuck all the way I've off. got a bit of deep dish around, around my, around my belly. No, I like it. It's fun. Um, but where, I don't know, where, where do we leave this? I feel like this has gotten very serious. Yeah. Um, I think it means we went to Fist Fest very prepared 
I think I think Chicago Chicago prepared us very well. Oh yeah. I could not have done from New York to Georgia. I gotta say, yeah. I actually the thought of going like from where I was at in my fisting here in Manchester before we started. I, going from that to Fist Fest, I think I would have run for the hills. I really would have. I was not prepared. Same. In Chicago remind me what what I'm good at. I am a good enough top. Um, I'm I you know I am worthy of the attention of someone like Trent Bloom. You know, and we can have a wonderful time. Like, I'm like, well, that you know, fuck what you might think. I fisted. Tri- I triple fisted Trent Bloom. Woof. And gorgeous, gorgeous partner. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck Harley. <laughs> He gave me, and by the way, he gave he gave me some fantastic tea on some fisters. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, we love a bit of tea. You know that one fucker I don't like. You know who? You know who? Um, it was like, oh yeah, it was crap. It was it, it was gone in twenty. Oh yes, years. you just oh, got yeah. the footage and left. I'm like, <laughs> I knew you were garbage. Oh, uh, but that's not something we're going to discuss on here. Um, I have one more thing to mention. Seeing as you know, I I feel like maybe I got a bit carried away this episode talking a lot about massive holes that don't close and, you know, can take triple and... and well, they're only getting wider as, as, sure, as, as soon as we get to Fist Fest. As we've seen, yeah. Then the holes get really big. <laughs> sure. But I want to I remind whoever's listening out there, if you're... I mean, if you're a newbie or if you're not and your hole is not as big as all of that... Um, the one important thing about getting fisted is that you feel good. The one important thing about fisting somebody is that you feel good. You don't need to count things. You don't need to measure things. The only important thing is that you feel fucking amazing in whatever it is you're doing. So if you're not taking doubles, if you're not taking anything deep, uh, if you're not taking a thousand punches, it doesn't matter. If if what you're doing is having a fist rest inside your butt and getting your rocks off with that, that's perfect. If that's what you need, if that's what you want, that's perfect. Don't let us tell you that you need to be doing anything more than that. If you decide later on that, yes, you want more, great. Go and chase that. Uh, but you're perfect as you are. Your hole is perfect as it is. That's it. But maybe you don't move to Chicago because the holes there are massive. <laughs> Honestly. Some holes huge. are massive there, yes. Huge holes. Huge. Huge. Um, Chicago, I I love you. I adore you. I want to come back. I want to live there. If Yeah, if someone can make that happen. Oh, get in line, doll. But yeah, Chicago, definitely the, um, definitely the fisty city. The fisty city, indeed. We'll be back. We'll be back. For sure. Next yeah. year, hopefully. Right. Um, yeah, so next episode, Fist Fest. Oh, it, <laughs> it gets deeper. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to cry next episode. <laughs> it gets... T- <sighs> I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not, not ready. ready. I need a few days My, my phone's going to die, so I need to fuck off. All right, <laughs> bye. Bye.